Hey y'all, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Recap, where the wine is as necessary as the chaos on our favorite shows. My name is Cece, and today, because I needed to wake up, I am drinking a cranberry vodka cocktail. It is the ocean spray, of course, raw cranberry juice. And then I have some Tito's vodka with the holiday special cranberry Sprite mixed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just a little pick me up. And I did chill it a little bit. So that sounds delicious. I think I'm going to do like cranberry vodka after this. Um, I'm drinking Savion Blanc by Justin. I've never had this. I just like picked it out and decided to try it. But it's 13.5% alcohol. And it's really, really good. I like it. I haven't had this one before, but it's yummy. Never seen it. But mm-hmm. I love a good Savion Blanc. Mm-hmm. So. All right, guys. Well, before we jump into tonight's show, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Rewind and Recap. That's R E W I N E. A-N-D-R-E-C-A-P. And if you enjoy our show or live tuning with us, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You guys can also give us ratings on Spotify as well. We appreciate all the five-star reviews. And you guys just leaving your heartwarming messages or when you guys tweet us and let us know how much you love the show. That is truly what keeps us going. Mm-hmm. If you guys have not been listening for the past couple of weeks, we did launch our website. Obviously, it's rewindandrecap.com. We have some merch available. So if you guys want to get your wine tumblers or your mugs to be able to sip on your drinks or your cocktails, I guess that's the same thing. <laughs> while, y'all <listen laughs> to the show, while y'all are binge watching the actual shows that we recap, mm-hmm. make sure you guys check that out. Obviously, we will start expanding and adding more items soon, but we just wanted to start out with the things that are pretty much important to our show, which is getting fucked up. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that that's it that I have for the opening. Do you have anything to pop in for the opening? For Girl, now? I do not. I'm ready to talk about these women's. Okay, cool. I'm not going to hold y'all. This episode probably not going to be long because I feel like it was another filler episode. Yeah. Um, so we're perfectly fine with that. So let's go ahead and get started. <laughs> So the reasonably shady briefing, I'm not going to lie, I missed like the first 15 minutes. I just went back and watched it before we started recording. And it's them saying that they have a million downloads. And I feel like I would believe that if I saw more people talking about reasonably shady. Yeah. Personally, I'm not someone that's really into reality TV like that. Not so much as you and I feel like you follow a lot of people to reality show like podcasts (laughs) I'm saying like in general like you you watch a lot of reality TV so I feel like because you do and because you follow and interact with people who watch Mm -hmm. it if something was being said unreasonably shady especially because we recap the show Mm -hmm. you would have said something about it I've Mm -hmm. never heard princess ever bring up Mm -hmm. reasonably shady and this is like the reality tv show queen yeah and so, the only one time that I've seen it come up on my TL was during BravoCon and it was just this audio clip of Robin saying one of the white girls I think from Below the Deck or whatever or some type of white reality show on Bravo was running around the bathroom with her shoes off like you're just some nasty white shit but nothing like you know what I'm saying like trending mm-hmm. I was shocked to see one million downloads because I don't see nobody talk about it either and I'm yeah like I'm just like personally I feel like you know the content that we curate is fun and maybe it could just be me projecting or me being like messy because this is our show but I feel like we create content that's fun 
we are honest regardless of whether or not we like or dislike people mm-hmm. on the show we will give people their flowers even if we don't care for them yeah and I just feel like Robin and Giselle are miserable so I can't imagine mm-hmm. listening to them for an hour just them when I can barely take the maybe 20 to 30 minutes worth of scenes that I see on them in an hour episode like I just yeah. don't know what value they would have to offer because being that old and being that messy yeah like I'm good it the show just seems draining yeah I mean good for them I just I don't see myself subscribing to it right. just, I don't really and it might be great or whatever I just don't care for them and I do find them boring um Very. so yeah so also they bring up Robin and Wendy and Ashley per usual which I just Ashley is just a messy bitch and she just really needs to worry about her own life as it's falling yeah. apart right now but yeah. um Giselle brings up they're like oh Ashley said that Wendy was singing a different tune and y'all were in the club and like Robin goes on to say how you know Wendy was saying that she loves her and I'm thinking in the clip bitch we saw you getting a little friendly too so why are you right off as if it's just Wendy like the both of y'all were drunk so I don't know. I just thought that that was very weird. I didn't like that. that he tried to frame yeah. it. Wendy was up her ass. Like you're trying to put on like, and maybe Wendy was, but it's like at the like, end of the day, like, like y'all, it's like y'all were really friends. And in that moment, right. I can see why something like that might happen. Happy. But like yeah. Robin, I think Robin tends to forget that she is the culprit of why her and Wendy fell out. And that's one thing that I don't get about Ashley, Giselle, Mia, or Robin is that when y'all poke and y'all pride towards people and Candace too up until this season you know she kind of redeemed herself with us a little bit mm-hmm. um when you do things to poke at people or piss people off and then they react to you in a way that you're not expecting y'all like to go into victim mode and it's a little annoying so yeah, yeah like you said I didn't like the fact that she tried to flip that and I don't like the fact that Ashley was the one carrying the bone because like bitch are you Wendy's friend or no she always watching. Ashley is not somebody I would go out with because I don't At feel like all. I can trust her. I feel like even when I'm drunk and just trying to bitch have a good time, you watching and trying to you know, like trying to see what you can pick up and take back to your masters. The I way you said and recorded Robin and Candace in exactly. the car, like you're just a loser ass bitch. And exactly. I and let me be the first to say it that like the reason why a lot of y'all bitches lives be falling apart is because all y'all know is mess and misery. Mm-hmm. so that's exactly what the universe is gonna fucking return to y'all but god forbid candace was sitting there recording some shit that was going on with you and michael darby or a private conversation and played it you will be mad like y'all pick and choose mm-hmm. what's off limits and i feel like if they're really friends now was a private conversation like that wasn't something for you to record yeah weird bitch the that bravo cameras were already there why did you need it for your own personal audio yeah a loser so Robin also informed Giselle that she reached out to Candace to see where they were at and it's just like here you go being a victim again what do you mean where y'all at like you played the speaker you showed that you were a fake ass mean bitch what like all because she did not agree (laughs) with y'all to gang up on Wendy exactly it's weird you were getting revenge and Giselle is being hell bent on just hating Candace. And it's like, girl, you are accusing her husband of sexual assault. Sorry, you guys, trigger warning. Like, if you're accusing somebody's husband of behavior that is conducive 
to sexual assault, why would she want to be around you, especially someone that she might have considered a friend or at least you're within the friend circle? And this is why I am so big on if I don't fuck with a bitch, I don't want that bitch around. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what mutual friends we got in common. I'm sorry. Like, I would never make my friend choose. Like, if I'm going to be in an uncomfortable situation, I'd rather you still be able to have fun and I'm going to sit it out. I'm never going to ask somebody to choose because if I don't fuck with you that much to a point where I feel like I will get physical with you or I don't even want to give you the opportunity to say some slick shit to me because I might haul off and slap the shit out your ass, mm-hmm. I'm going to just sit that event out. <laughs> Hey. I'm gonna sit it out because I'm not confrontational and I feel like personally maybe this is like, once again me projecting I will always throw this disclaimer out I'm the type of person where even if I go into a space like that's fine but I can't be around a bitch who try to be funny because y'all know it'd be sometimes like when people know you don't like them and you're just there existing, they try to do shit or do the most to try to get a rise out of you. And it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Some days I might react, some days I might just let you be a weird bitch. Mm -hmm. But the way that Giselle has handled Chris, when we saw you hug that man the very first episode of this season, and then trying to spin the narrative that he made you uncomfortable, but you sought out to hug somebody that made you uncomfortable, like the story is not story. I'm so sick of Giselle and this whole like week story. I'm just, I'm tired of it. Her and there's nothing there. Like, there's nothing to tell. She's admitted that nothing happened. So what are what are you mad at? That he called you a liar and saying that like you're trying to spend something, which you are. So what are we talking about? Just shut up to the reunion. Girl, Stop talking. I'm so sick of her. I'm so girl. sick of her. And I also didn't like Robin's like whole like we need to meet up and talk thing. Cause like you really didn't did you listen to the full video because if you did you wouldn't be confused about who she was talking about because even when they met up I know we're gonna get there she was just like you know who can you be more specific next time that she was like in the video she says you know Robin and like literally points you out specifically so like you admit that you did that shit despite the fact that you heard that she was not talking about you you still pulled that speaker out to prove a point we because your loyalty things. at the end of the day is to the bright bunch like that's just the truth i don't i don't like robin and i feel like this episode was trying to redeem robin in some way i can give two shits i don't like them it didn't work on me i hate her i hate her so on to the party prep because miss candace has graduated with her mba i think she said in business she's now able to negotiate her contracts which is also great because people will fucking play in your play in your face especially as a black woman mm-hmm. a black person period but specifically as a black woman mm-hmm. the more education you have under your belt the more knowledge you have under your belt you put yourself in better positions with people who know like oh I can't play with you because I'm yeah. gonna be honest being in a creative space I've negotiated brand deals for myself well people have tried to come and offer me pennies and then I uh, and I'm gonna drop this tidbit here too for y'all there's an app called Claire for Creators. So if you guys are interested in being content creators, literally people sign up for it and anonymously disclose how much they get paid and they state their race, their age, all the other shit. And what's the it called? Amount of money, Claire for Creators. The amount of money that white creatives get paid for the same, if not less, work than what these companies try to hire and bribe black people to do is fucking insane so yeah mm. i'm glad that candace 
is like, bitch, and, and made it very clear, I'm here to negotiate some contracts. Because who you think you about to play with? I know what the fuck I'm talking about. So kudos to her. I will always clap for a Black woman getting her education. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to skip to the, the important part, because girl, yay, whoop the your degree, have your party. <laughs> Chris likes Robin, and Robin is the one who you trust the most and look up to. And then I have to say to myself, what does Robin do that you look up to? Because she's an old, miserable bitch that's on a fucking merry-go-round circle of a marriage with her ex-husband slash current boyfriend slash fiance slash roommate slash dependent. It's not a chicken salad. <laughs> it's not a chicken salad. So what, what do you look up to? Yeah. Is it her starting her hat business? Because Karen got candles. And that's what I was confused about. It's like, what are you looking up to, Candace? Like, what? Well, I was so confused by that statement. I'm like, you. she's never expressed this sentiment. Like, I... I, for, I, Robin, I, I ever. for Robin. Like, so what is Wendy? Like, chop suey? It just was, it just was very out of the blue for me. And I was just like, this is strange because I didn't know y'all were like this close not everybody in the group like I didn't know it was that much of a strong feeling so for me it was just like where the fuck where like where is this coming from and again like you said what are you looking up to she ain't got no good man I mean the one she got that's a roommate living up in that house you know she's made very bad business decisions like just got that hat business good and going like I, I just I didn't get it. <laughs> like, I didn't get it at all. Robin of all people? Not even Wendy, bitch? Wow. Girl, and then saying that she's the one that you're the close, it's just like, I literally, that was saying, I was like, so, Wendy. What is Wendy to you? And I'm just wondering, I'm like, did something happen behind the scenes? That we don't know. That's that, what I started thinking, But just that her and Wendy's relationship is just now budding? Like, what I, I need more. Because she brought Wendy on the show. Candace brought her. Yeah, I need more clarification. And this whole time, I thought it was Robin that bought her on. I'm hoping we address this at the reunion. I hope Wendy's kind of like, well, let's talk about, like, I hope that gets a moment because I need clarification. This is very weird. Yep. So wow. that was a little alarming. Um, Candace talks about her period being late, which, you know, <laughs> happy for her. Hate that yeah. feeling when it's me. That was a cute um, moment. It was. It Love was that cute. for her. It's a little alarming when it's girl oh like that's great for her what's going on yeah thump the little coochie come on i might not actually be mad if i got pregnant right now i'm being honest i don't know i believe it you in love i don't, I don't, I don't i'll be talking shit like i'm going to the shop chop shop i don't know if i really would though if i got pregnant like tomorrow be careful what you ask for hey it is what it is i understand, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so yeah, cute moment for them. Obviously, we find out different a little later, but let's get to this lunch with Candace and Robin. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start this because I don't want to swallow my words of putting any bad juju out on myself because mm-hmm. if y'all don't know, I, one of the forms of anxiety that I've been diagnosed with is death anxiety. Like mm-hmm. it's really paralyzing for me. So while I'm able to empathize with Robin's stylist, I didn't give a fuck about Robin's tears. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say that and sound so harshly, but 
as I started looking for my tweets of the week earlier today and I saw everybody kind of saying since me, I was like, okay, so it wasn't just me. That was just being a bitch. Okay. I have to say this. I don't like people who use death as a reason to reconcile and apologize. Because all that tells me is that when you're doing shit on a day-to-day basis, in a moment-to-moment situation, you know that you're being a fucked up person. So when life is cut short, that should not be the reason why you're reflecting on the fuck shit that you're doing. You should just be a good person, period. And one thing that I always stand by is life was short when you had me fucked up. Right. I think that- I hate that, like, old epiphany you know, life is so, you was a dead ass, like deadbeat ass nigga, wrong ass bitch weeks ago before you realized life was short. Shut up. Life is short every day. That sounds mean, but it's just like, I hate, like you said, people who use it to, to start the apology conversation. No, no, no. My thing is, I feel like one thing, and I I don't know, it's also kind of cliche because I feel like people who like, I feel like there are a lot of people who think that when people constantly preach and push like, I'm a good person, like mm-hmm. Alyssa, mm-hmm. then like they're usually not a good person. But personally, I do consider myself a good person. I am fair. Am I flawed? I'm human, of course. But one thing I don't do is go out my way to hurt, disrespect, or make somebody feel less than. And the fact that all we do is watch Robin and Giselle and the rest of them bitches do that to other people. And you want to talk about the reason why you reached out to Candace is because life is short and because of what your friend is going through. Girl, that was, you was fucked up from the second that you decided to fucking pull that. When you was packing that speaker in the car, I mean, mm-hmm. not in the car, in the fuck, in your purse. In your suitcase. You was dead ass wrong. And like Robin, like you are miserable as hell and it's obvious. It's obvious because only miserable fucking people do shit like that. Mm-hmm. You had a oh. motive. So don't sit here and act like and you did the that loss friend. of your friend's family is now giving you this big awakening that what you did was wrong. Girl. You and then she didn't even wrong. say that she was wrong. She like, did not. She just you, cried the whole time. You, I don't like people that weaponize tears and emotion. I don't because, and, and for me, I think that that's another boundary. Like, oh, I can't wait to start back going to therapy. I think that that's another boundary that I am ready to like start holding people accountable. And I don't give a fuck if I make you feel worse in that moment or make you cry when you're trying to weaponize your tears or your emotions for sympathy when you're dead ass wrong because I'm such a fucking empathetic person and it'd be very hard for me to not absorb the people that I care about feelings and emotions so when you weaponize shit like that especially when you're fucked up in the situation I don't like that like Mm -hmm. Robin is just a piece of work and Candace reconciling with her and then telling her like you were the closest with her out of the bunch and you know, wanting to be friends with her and like coddling her because, and I mean, Candace is an emotional person, clearly. I'm still trying to figure out why she does not have a Kleenex deal because all she does is cry and make fucking origami tissue. Girl. But like, girl. And it, it's not going to be a brand deal, girl. You could create your own line of tissue. Yeah. I just, I just felt like this whole lunch was stupid as hell. 
Like, and I low-key felt like it was teed up for Robin to redeem herself because she knew she showed her ass in Miami. And so she was like, I need to try to do some reconciliation here. I don't give a fuck. And the reason why I think it's bullshit is because when Wendy, and I, I know we're going to get here, I'm jumping ahead, but these things are connected to the like earlier part. Yeah, of the I, go ahead, because I was about to say when you was talking about that earlier, I, I already know what's about to Yeah, happen. when Wendy came to her earlier at Candace's party, it didn't seem that, Robin didn't seem that welcoming, that she didn't have that whole, like, life is short attitude. Like, it was very much like, well, did you mean what you said? Like, was it true? Like, it was given, like, prove yourself to me. You know, I need you to impress me and make me feel like your apology was real. Like, it was just, and Wendy begging for an apology. Like I'm so fucking irritated there. by Wendy. Like we're gonna I'm get so there. irritated by her. Ugh. But I'm I'm not buying Robin. This whole she didn't even say any type of apology to Candace. She didn't say what I did was childish and vindictive. She didn't say you know you're right. I heard the part in the video where you acknowledged me specifically. What I did was wrong, and it was really just out of loyalty to me and Giselle. I just wanted to have a moment because. I didn't feel like you were seeing where we were coming from with the whole me and Wendy thing when it really wasn't our business. So at the end of the day, I was wrong. Like, it was none of that. It was just, I'm sad. I'm going to cry. I'm going to let you do the talking. This and is, it but felt this like a your cop out. Sister. Yeah, it was. And bitch, you didn't cop out shit with me because I was still on your motherfucking ass. Like, I literally, I tweeted and I was like, Lord, forgive me, but child, read in between the lines, y'all. Because we all watching the same scene. I don't give a fuck condolences to your stylist family that is the only person whose sympathy yeah i feel the need to give i like that shit irks me so bad and i feel like it makes me even more mad because people like that who have those type of revelations when death happens mm-hmm. it's like after the repass is over with you go right back to being exactly who you are yeah it's like people saying like when you experience death in the family everybody is up under you and saying that you know if you need anything I'll be there for you and it's like after the funeral is over with now you got to go back to living your regular life because they just gonna go back on and do what the fuck they doing and that's how I feel like Robin is because like you said like bitch you was just at the hospital mm-hmm. now that's you were just at this lunch having this moment with Candace but when it came down to Wendy the bitch jumped back out mm-hmm. like I don't I don't like that shit so let's go ahead and get this high and by situation Karen is a real bitch and just truly <laughs> my favorite person on this on this series. Yes. I think Karen can do no wrong even when she wrong as hell. I love her. And will be a bad bitch doing it. The fact that she showed up for Mia's ribbon cutting ceremony after the way that Mia ruined her fucking birthday weekend. Karen is a better woman than me because bitch, I just, I would have needed a moment. I would have needed a moment because your birthday birthday is just as special and as monumental and as important as Mia's situation. Sometimes people don't make it to see the next birthday. So I can't imagine that being the last experience that you had. Right. God forbid if something happened to you, but then you're still being woman enough and a friend enough to show up to something that's important to her. Robin and Giselle didn't even show up. They're the ones who made that whole me and Wendy thing, their thing, their issue. Yep. And like, Karen, it was her birthday and her birthday got fucking ruined and she still showed up to damn Mia's pop-up shop, bougie, uh, raggedy-ass grand opening. Like, I just, 
but Karen is always, and they were talking about this on Watch What Happens Live. Karen's always going to be the Switzerland of the group. She's always going to be peaceful. She's always going to be objective. She's always going to be unbiased mm-hmm. and just be the supporter. Even if she got a bone to pick with your ass, showing up to Candace shit, even after finding out that, you know, Candace said this shit about her with right. Ashley. Like, just she's always going to be the one, like, I'm going to be the bigger person every time. That's why I love Karen. And she's going to be gorgeous as she fucking does it. Like, you don't even, you can't even say shit to her because she looks amazing. So I just thought that was very big of her. But like, girl, that was a moment you could cho- you could have chose yourself and stay home. True. I'll see you next time. So Ashley wow. wasn't in family. We can always count on Uncle Lump to tell it like it is. But it's a combination of her missing Michael, her and Michael getting into a fight over the kids and he only wants to spend time with one child and is making her take the younger child that's probably crying with her wherever she's going and her acting like she's afraid to do life alone like nothing about this marriage has been beneficial other than the lifestyle like I'm over it I really am over it what broke my heart what broke my heart was when she said Dean be yelling stop I hate putting babies in the middle middle of fights like I hate when parents are so full of themselves and so into the argument that they forget their children are there and like your children are yelling like to please stop like mommy please stop. that just broke my heart because I just pictured little Dean like saying stop like that's just like, not Dean me that's that crazy. and why the fuck would you not want to keep both your kids because you want to do half right. the work because you know the, the, the baby need a lot of attention because it need to be changed and shit Michael ain't shit bro He's like, but I don't feel bad for Ashley. I don't feel bad for Ashley. And I saw a tweet (laughs) that's not my tweet of the week. I hope it's not your tweet of the week. But somebody was like, Ashley thought it was going that she was going to be a widow before she had to get divorced. And I said, that's exactly what it was. Yep. And now you got to figure out how to live the same lifestyle without Michael's money. Because baby, he going to fight you on the coins. And that's what I be thinking. Already doing. I be feeling like she just don't want to go back to like just her oh well. being responsible for the money, like bringing in the money. Oh well. Oh well. Hope you've been saving because them Bravo checks. You can't think that environment is what's best for your children. And when she fucking like, said be that real with yourself. When she said that in her confessional, I literally was just like, as a product of divorced parents you do your children a disservice by staying somewhere that you're not happy because the kids are going to feel that shit. Like, they're not going to be two and one or three and one forever. Like, let's use our common sense. Get they're our kids out of this volatile situation. And, and you're not happy. Look at how the fuck you're falling apart talking to your damn uncle and your aunt. Chad? Like, Ooh. Ashley is just literally a dumb bitch and I'm so sorry. Like, I don't feel sorry for her. Because she is a nasty and vindictive person. I've been watching a lot of readings lately that's talking about how you can't get in the way of people's karma. And I feel like Ashley is walking and living in hers. And it's Mm -hmm. unfortunate that those children are um, in the crossfire of that. But like, Ashley, you knew what you was doing. And one thing I don't condone is having children out of security. Because a child is permanent. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I'm always going to be for abortion. If somebody is not a good person to me, I don't want to bring in, bring a child into this world and subject them to that bullshit. I don't give a fuck if I can do it on my own or not, because I see, you know, sometimes there are kids who aren't okay with that. Like 
they have a single parent home and it's basically like I feel like sometimes when you choose to keep when you choose to get pregnant and keep your child because y'all were both adults which I'm not knocking anybody doing that so let me just say that first before I finish saying what I'm saying because it kind of sounded a little fucked up with the way that I'm phrasing it but I feel like you know people who are gonna be offended choose to be offended mm-hmm. but I feel like if you know that you're not in the best situation and you come up pregnant and this person does not want that child and like you're just like it's my body it's my choice which it is and you bring a child into that situation ultimately you're choosing abandonment for your child from jump mm-hmm. regardless of what you feel like you can provide like I think like a lot of times children still long for that parent that's absent mm-hmm. and me personally I just feel like I could not put my kid through that mm-hmm. so yeah I girl, agree her trying to say like I just don't feel like you know divorce is what's best for my kids no you don't feel like divorce is what's best for you let's let's have some self-awareness and be all the way real with ourselves you don't want to give up the lifestyle you don't want to give up that stability and security it's not about your kids because if it really is about your kids you will pick your kids up and go live in a shelter if you got to if it means getting away from that motherfucking period period a mama gonna do what she needs to do to protect her babies at all costs even if it means walking away from a rich ass fabulous lifestyle if that shit is not really a constructive healthy family environment like is it's not yeah. really like you know a healthy place to raise kids so it's like girl be honest to be real you don't want to give up that money and that secure lifestyle and that condo and that's it shit. that's it that is it ashley get your shit together girl she and she's using all this drama and shit to deflect from having to deal with her own like self you married that man hoping he was gonna croak and you need to make peace with that and realize he ain't croak. He just cheated and he's still alive. And you got two kids now. You need to boss up, lawyer up, and get the fuck out of there. And don't talk to that man unless it's about them kids. Don't text me, Michael. Don't call me, Michael, unless it's about Dean and Dylan. Bye. Click. Hung, hang up on him like he hung up on you. Shit. Sure. I just don't understand. I, girl. And like, she has so much support. There's so, she could be in such much of a a more worse situation than what she is like I'm not downplaying what she's going through but like at the same time there are single mothers out here making it on way less period with no family so like Ashley please you got an aunt and an able-bodied uncle and aunt you got your mama you got your brother you got other family members girl you will be fine you just don't want to let go of that lifestyle that's why and I think this is the perfect time to bring it up it's kind of like a little because y'all know we always slide off on a situation and maybe me being the one who is not dating a billionaire y'all know I love city girls I, I love them down I'm all for women getting their things but I am at an age now and there are women who are my age and older honestly who had this mindset of like all men cheat, but I'm gonna turn my blind. Like I just saw a TikTok today of this girl that dates this nigga that's in the NFL. And she was like, normally I don't go to away games because I'm a good girlfriend. I like to let my nigga cheat in peace. And it's like, I feel like you're saying that shit for kicks and giggles, but I'm such a bitch that's like about my feelings and my emotions. And a man that I love and I want to spend my life with cheating on me 
would make me want to throw the fuck up. I am aware that men are not blind. And one thing about me, like, I'm not jealous. I don't give a fuck about my nigga having female friends. I don't give a fuck about him going out to a strip club without me. I don't give a fuck about him communicating with other women because if you respect me and you respect our relationship, then there's really nothing for me to be concerned or worry about. And maybe that's the downfall because you probably don't need to give men that much kind of trust. But I feel like if I can't, if I have to navigate in a space with you where like, I got to micromanage everything that you do, then you're just, it's a prime example of you not being a man that I take serious. We talked about this shit before we started recording this episode. I was just telling Princess, like, you know, there's just certain expectations that I have for a man that I'm taking serious versus somebody who I'm kind of just having fun with. But a man that's my man, embarrassing me? Absolutely not. Absolutely the fuck not. And I think that so many women trade respect for lifestyle Mm. security and I just could never be that kind of bitch like I'm sorry it is is, is not enough material shit enough money in the world and I feel like people always say like oh like everybody say that until they get a nigga with money bitch I I I deal with niggas with money and I have left niggas with money I went from right my rent cover anything that I wanted taken care of to when I no longer wanted to be in that situation I took on the responsibility of taking care of myself because I am a grown-ass woman and my peace of mind and how I feel at the end of the day is what's important to me Mm -hmm. and if that's not what's important to you because how you feel is important to me then what am I doing here exactly and I just want women to raise the bar and respect themselves a little bit more especially when it comes down to a man who you taking serious because when it gets to a point where you checking phones or you pulling up on niggas unannounced like that's your telltale sign that you need to go and I don't give a fuck about what bitch gets him next because if unless she a bitch that don't care you're gonna just be hurt in the same way that I was that's why I don't look back on exes who I walked away from especially not exes that cheated because it's like bitch you ain't getting no prize so I don't give a fuck you exactly <laughs> you ain't getting no prize and even exactly. if you were getting a prize girl that's your business now because it wasn't a prize for me exactly that's like, right exactly bye dust my hands off and keep it moving Good for y'all like, I don't I don't you want play no that bro like I I don't care no I, don't I, I agree care. with that that type of shit is it's like it's disheartening to see and it's fun and yelling at all jokes because I'm gonna be honest like Carisha being able to get what she want out of the niggas pockets girl do you do your big one sis I live I be looking at her like homegirl is living it up but the embarrassment me personally me personally I can't do it it's a lifestyle that comes with that money I can't with that maybe I can't give me regular rich give me regular rich I don't want that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like shit get weird. Like, and my thing is like, and you fuck around and, and my thing is because I intend on being the nigga with money. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot more shit that I'm not going to tolerate. But accepting I'm that like, all right. men cheat, that ain't my ministry. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't accept that actually. I don't believe that. If you have that other ideology, bitch, it's going to be like, because we doing it together and I'm not even there yet. Period. Okay. I'm not there yet. I'm not in the in the mood or the moment of wanting to share with my man. Like, no. So, yeah. 
<laughs> Ashley, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Unfortunately, I know this wasn't the outcome you were looking for, but you know, you live and you learn. Hopefully, yeah. you'll learn to shut the fuck up about other people's husbands <laughs> and worry about your own marriage. So maybe if you decide to marry another old nigga, it don't turn out like this. Well, she dated that white man from the other Bravo show. I forget. It's it's another white. Show. It's the same girl they was talking about on Reason to be Shady with the barefoot shit. But she dated some white man now, and he, you know sent dean a nice little happy birthday something you know they've been together for a while since bravo because they met at bravo because she said on watch what happens live one day that she had a crush on him and so i think like two people set them up and she's been seeing this white guy for a while he's cute he's young uh, upgrade for sure but i mean he ain't got no michael money but i think she might just be in a place where she just want to be in love <laughs> like you know she got two mm-hmm. kids she might like you said regular rich she just wants some love a good stable man we'll see how long it lasts but she's been consistently spending time with that white man so the twin sweet 16 i'm so sorry i know that that is your child but jamal bryant is an ugly motherfucker can we just take a moment for adoring angel they first of all the dresses girl my my little cousins these dresses the beat it was giving soft glam i know cal wasn't responsible for that look no we they, they, they probably said we don't want cow they probably told us they're very blunt we see we how you somebody work. else can we get somebody else to do it <laughs> those girls look phenomenal listen i hate giselle down but one thing i will never say is that she's a bad mom and yeah. I saw so many tweets saying like the most human side of Giselle is her being a mom. And that shit is real. Like you are a shitty ass person, but you are a beautiful mom to those great girls. Mother. You're a great mother. You are a beautiful mom to those girls. And I just feel like, how can you raise such loving, kind, shady children <laughs> and you be so shitty? Yeah. but then I also look at me and I'd be like you know I guess I understand it that was I mean, shade my mom. hey like I, I don't get it but we all good at something yeah like girl I don't know I just feel like I guess that's why Jamal was in that preview I guess I guess that's why because he was there for the party but like she is, wants- gonna, is she gonna reveal that he kissed her the next day like is this when that happens I don't know he like he just it's so cringy to see how much I feel like Giselle still wants to be accepted and like swooned over by Jamal and it's just like they touch a lot and I'm like y'all clearly divorced you dated again it didn't work because he was still fucking around clearly and I she just embraced him too much i feel like she'd be giving him passes like them girls already don't give a fuck like y'all can just be like hey okay hey yeah we're gonna be in this room hey jamal um like just like you don't have to be like hey how you doing like it just feels like like you said she really likes that attention from him like she likes to know that he still kind of want a piece you know and it's like girl why are you flirting with this little infested disgusting little short nigga like let him go please just because he's your children's dad you don't have to be like like that you can just be cordial hey hi bye jamal the refreshers in the bag let's like take our little family picture we can disperse like but she really be on that man at least to desperate and i feel like something yeah like some bitches bitches who don't know how to let go 
Mm. Like I thought she's a prime example when people be like, I don't like dating niggas with baby mamas because I don't ever know if they gonna let them go. She the baby mama that don't let go. Yes. That's it's like, how much worse thinking. can he drag you? And it's like, you're trying to convince us that it's not like that. But we know that nigga probably hurts you. And you trying to put on, a, I'm not saving face for no nigga that played in my face. Every chance I get, not even because not even because I bring these niggas up. I mean, if anybody ever try to ask me about heartbreak or a nigga get brought up, I hate his ass. I hate his ass. I hate his ass. Nigga couldn't get a fucking drop of spit from me if he was on fire. Like, girl, I'm not, ooh, no. That's why you need to pick your baby daddies wisely. So enough of that party. Candace party. <laughs> Girl, Wendy walked into that room and Robin's face just immediately showed disdain. And it's like, to know that I irk you that much would make me even more dramatic. Yeah. You are so bothered by me. I'm going to just turn it up a notch every chance that I get. Every chance. I, yeah. Something deeper is wrong with Robin. Like, Robin is really miserable. Her and Ashley, and clearly we already know Giselle, so you don't need to even mention her, but something is deeply wrong with Ashley and Robin, for real. So, Candace and Karen end up having a little side powwow, and Candace admits to Karen that she didn't realize that she said it. One of the producers brought it up to her. Um, and she was like, you know, I was wrong um, in saying that I shouldn't have been talking. But she basically also threw Ashley under the bus because Karen was like, okay, so what was the context? And she basically let her know, like, you know, y'all were being drunk. I shouldn't have talked about that. But this mm-hmm. is how this got brought up. And this is why that was said now that it was brought to my attention. So yeah, Karen was just kind of like, mm, you know, girl, I guess, like, I forgive you, but my eyes still open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, rightfully so. Yeah. Then we get to Robin and Wendy's powwow. So now we can let it all out. Yeah. Because this is what irritated me. You was just talking about life was short two, three days ago. I however much time happened in between you and Candace's lunch and then Candace's party. But you were just talking about how life was short. But when Wendy is coming to you to let you know, like, hey, I know I said some things when we were drunk, but I'm letting you know that I mean it. And I sincerely would like to move past all the shit we have going on because you were my friend and I don't want it to be that way. You're questioning her conversation. You're wanting to know why she's coming to you privately instead of addressing it in front of the group but bitch didn't you call Candace to dinner when you should have had that in a group setting as well because you played that fucking speaker in front of everybody so bitch is it Uchiwali or is it one mic I don't understand I don't like no shit like that because it's like you want Wendy to bow down and kiss your motherfucking feet and worship the ground that you walk on when you from jump were wrong in the whole falling out between you and Wendy not only were you wrong you got aggressive with this woman on multiple occasions you have gone out your way to be vindictive to be nasty to make this woman feel isolated to essentially try to break her down because whatever fucking miserable shit is going on in the Dixon household and that you're carrying eternally, you felt the need to take that out on that woman. Now, we ain't the biggest fans of Wendy's, or let me say me, let me speak for myself. 
I'm not really the biggest fan of Wendy, but at the end of the day, right is right and wrong is wrong. And the way that y'all have fucking treated this woman since she got the new titties and that little bit of ass installed, Girl. y'all have been on her dick in a way on that her evil. Been, that has not, not What's been nice to see. titties and ass? Like, y'all are so Damn. fucking weird. Y'all are so weird. So I felt like that whole moment of basically telling her, like, oh, you didn't say sorry, you need me to apologize. And then Wendy turns around and tells her, like, do you have anything you want to say to me? And she's like, well, what exactly do you want me to apologize for? Bitch, let's start with the fact that you said that I she got- She said she already apologized. Because my man was following booty models. Let's talk about the fact that you tried to say that I was insecure, which is why I got this done, bitch. Maybe if you went and got your titty lifted up a little bit more, you and Juan probably would have already been married since you feel like the way to keep a man is to go and enhance your fucking body, bitch. I feel like it was all fake. Like, and my thing is, when did you apologize and what did you apologize for? Because like you said some foul things, you run around with Giselle kind of like perpetuating this narrative of her trying to do this because of insecurities in her marriage when that wasn't the case she just wanted to feel sexy again she had popped out three damn kids you know she things were a little saggy and she wanted a little perk up what's wrong with that like literally Giselle had what a tummy tuck or whatever and Wendy pointed that out like y'all demolished this woman for wanting to feel good about herself and literally tried to make her feel worse about the decision like that is fucked up like y'all are bullies and that's y'all friend that's your friend. friend and she's coming to you twice to be the bigger person and you literally looking at her like well which is it like i don't know which what's true robin don't the consistency Ooh. is the truth bitch something that you have lacked consistency in your story and your plot and your sincerity bitch and i also while we already own her ass and before this slips my mind let's talk about this mm-hmm. you had a problem when Monique brought the binder a receipt, you felt like she was doing too much. She had too much time on her hand to pull that shit together. You felt like you felt like Wendy was doing too much when she bought them fucking Kinko poster boards of y'all fucking text messages about the blog shit that got your ass caught up in the lie. But somehow you didn't think that you was wrong for half listening or watching an IG story and bringing a fucking Bluetooth speaker to your friend. Yes. Like, I don't understand that same sentiment. When you do something or you do some shit that requires effort, and I think, honestly, the difference between that is that the receipts that other people have on you stick and make sense, and your shit don't be calculated enough to make sense. So all exactly. Very sloppy. Very sloppy. How do you, you have even do this it right. grace and this exception for yourself, but when it's somebody else, it's a fucking problem? I don't believe shit that come out enough. And I thought that, and I hated the fact that Wendy was like, low-key was begging for an apology like do you want to apologize like wendy i want you to have some dignity fuck this lady fuck this you have to have other friends besides robin you have to how about y'all i would have been better had this conversation just been like hey our friendship is not what it was it probably never will be but for the sake of the group and group activities i think it's best that we agree to just be cordial move forward we don't have to be besties and braid each other's hair and have play dates no more but we need to at least come to some type of cordial commonality so that group settings aren't awkward and we're not ruining it for other people that's it because i'm starting to look at wendy cross-eyed because like bitch it's cringe it's giving desperate it's giving you want to be accepted by this lady and she can give two shits about you she didn't even show up to the event for the lady that she was defending against you Robin don't give a fuck about nobody. 
with Robin. So, and and probably them kids. But like, Wendy, I don't think this is a healthy friendship for you to try to cultivate. That's not your friend. Let it go. And I, back up to Candace and Karen. I hope Karen get an Ashley ass because I rewatched that moment today. Like went back to the actual episode when Candace and Ashley were talking about it. And Candace was being messy, but Ashley like initiated it. Like she prompted the convo, hoping that she would get a nugget. Again, collecting bones, like you fucking said, that she would get a nugget from Candace. So I hope that Karen, you know, bookmark this and go have a separate convo with Ashley's ass too, because Ashley actually started that. Because she said, you know, people been talking about Ray and Karen. And then that's when Karen, I mean, Candace said what she said. So. Miserable bitches. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're literally, your marriage is crumbling and you have nowhere to go besides that company that he owns. But okay, Girl. Ashley. Girl. I, okay. Enough. So what really irritated me was Ray being in Chris' house telling him to fucking apologize to Giselle. Of all fucking people, the same shirt made for your motherfucking tax problems. She calls you Uncle Ben. You are telling Chris to forgive a bitch who, trigger warning, is accusing him of sexual assault. Are you okay, Uncle Junior? Is the light on upstairs? Because it's sounding a little dim. You know he retired. Why are you in women business? I pray to God that God loves me enough to not send me a nigga that is invested in women business. Stay out of it. I don't even want my nigga to even understand that Potomac come on on Sundays. And when I talk to you about it, it better be that some shit is going in and out your ear. Like, okay, let me just let her get this off. She feel the need to express that to me. Okay, that's that really be Jordan's energy. I don't know the you, people, but you know, okay. <laughs> you better talk to me about some motherfucking sports <laughs> or a video game or some shoes, okay. some shit that I don't give a fuck about. Because if I get to bringing up Potomac and you like, yeah, because Giselle, you not the nigga for me. Mm-mm. The way Jordan just be looking at me like, oh yeah, I'm like babe, you understand? I don't know what the fuck you talk about, but I mean, <laughs> why are you in women business, Ray? Raymond, Ray Ray, why are you in women's business? And Ray has never been to one to be in women's business. So it's just like, are you just bored? Like, it don't even have nothing to do with Karen. So that's why I'm, I'm confused as to why he's bringing it up. I can see if Karen was involved, involved or something, but like, Ray. Because you should have been talking to Chris about why his wife was saying that your wife was cheating on you with blue eyes. If you was going to bring up anything, if you didn't want to address women, you had something to talk about. And Giselle was not about it. That. Giselle was not it. So and Giselle is not Ray's biggest fan. Can we start? Girl, Giselle is nobody's biggest Giselle. fan, but Adore Angel and motherfucking what's the other child name? Adore Angel Grace. Grace. There we go. Like that's it. So that was weird. So on to the preview. Giselle is talking about Mia and Jacqueline's situation. To I believe it was either Karen or Robin. I can't remember. Why are you Karen. constantly in somebody else's marriage and somebody else's business wondering what the fuck is going on behind their closed doors when you couldn't even see what was going on in between the pews of your motherfucking husband's church, bitch? 
you worrying about the wrong shit. Your time, your energy be invested in shit that don't have nothing to do with you. Meanwhile, Jamal Bryant was dragging his dick up and down the motherfucking vestibule of the church. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And you couldn't see it. You probably was on that motherfucking pulpit passing a communion plate to a bitch that had Jamal's cum sitting at the back of her tonsils. Okay, God. And about somebody else's fucking marriage, bitch. I hate Giselle so much. It is something about Jamal coming with me. (laughs) We can ride together in Giselle's Gucci car. Fiat. I fucking hate bitch. Speaking of the Gucci Fiat. Bitch. Yes. Speaking of the motherfucking Gucci Fiat, bitch. I'm glad you bought that shit. <laughs> I meant to send this to you the other day. Why when <laughs> I was outside and it had a Maryland tag on it, I think. No. Hold on. Wow. That's crazy. Girl. But yeah, I'm just like. I don't understand people who are so invested because my thing is if my man was actively cheating on me or I've been in an embarrassing ass marriage scandal, I would never have shit to say about nobody else's nothing. I wouldn't have no opinion. Because I always be like, but bitch, but you, I don't, I'm gonna just stay out of it. Pass the holy whore. You asking for the targets, like you asking for the boom. I want them to bring Monique back for Giselle's ass <laughs> so bad because that is she couldn't take Monique. I mean, she already said they're not coming back for Love and Marriage uh, DC. Mm-hmm. It was I show. Hope, the show was weak. It was very weak. I hope that she's you know softened towards Bravo because I know she had a little moment and she comes back. I'm We've really already really talked good. about the perfect alley-oop. We need to start yeah. it out, open yeah. it up the next season with her and Candace, and it's like the dramatic noise. Mm-hmm. It shows Candace at a table, or it shows Monique at a table. Yes! Parking her car, and Bravo getting that slow walk in, and then, yep. boom, and then they looking at the table. Well, and, hello. Oh, hi, yeah. hi, hi. You I'm know glad, Yeah, I'm glad. Things. I'm glad we were able to meet. We have to address some things. And then it jumps into that. And then they reconcile and able to apologize. And mm-hmm. then Giselle is like, oh, look at these bitches being friends again. How can you be friends with her after she mm-hmm. did what she did to you? And her, Wendy, Ascala, and fucking Candace, gang, and, and, and Karen, because Karen, well, Karen gonna be neutral. And they do what they need to do. That's that I would, I would love season. to see it. That would be a beautiful season eight of Potomac. A beautiful season mm-hmm. but anyways mm-hmm. yeah like Giselle just in people's business has nothing to do with her um Candace is also going to shoot her video with Trina which I'm still hoping that Andy has her come on to do the reunion because it's a lot of black issues that need to be addressed by a black person specifically a black woman because them bright bitches need they asses held accountable and I'm tired of them fucking sliding on shit so please consider Trina. Um, also, reasonably shady live. It just does not look like a good time. Giselle looks tacky, and Ashley Darby as a guest. Like, girl, please, what the fuck y'all gonna do? Record a fucking TikTok for the live video? Like, bitch, your eyes. That was so weird. Like that dance and shit. Like, what the fuck? Giselle cannot dance. 
Was that me and a trap is going down? I thought I saw him doing a motorcycle. I don't I don't know. I just saw it like this. Ashley and is Giselle look awkward like she always do. And can we talk about how you fucking lock your kids in a house to do a fucking TikTok? Girl. I literally found a tweet. <laughs> Dean will be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, hello, and she opened that door. Like, I said, that's that's, that's the baby room. Like, is Dean in there? With the lights off. the camera propped up on a damn door. With the lights off. With the fucking lights off. <laughs> it was dark as shit in there. Dean said, ah! What the fuck? Oh, Jesus. This girl's girl. parties are fucked. Then oh we get to the very last clip of Mia and Jacqueline discussing their situation. And Girl. Giselle brings up like, oh, it's a third party. You never thought about wanting to be involved. And then Mia and then Jacqueline's like, oh, like, that's the question that you should ask Mia. And like Mia saying something like, oh, you want to be driving the Porsche too? I think this, this is probably when we're going to start to see the downfall of their friendship. Oh, excuse me. Oh, Jesus. Giselle is just messy and like, I don't know, but Jacqueline and Mia, they have a very weird, strange friendship. Girl, how'd she get that Porsche? Like, I, I'm just like, I, I'm with you. I think this is the start of it. It's so weird. So we finna see the, the friendship go down here. Yeah. Like, right. So that was it for Hot Topics today, you guys. Very short and sweet and straight to the fucking point. Now, What's Tea is our segment where we take questions as it pertains to the show related back to our regular lives, give our opinion. So today's What's Tea question is, have you or would you, how have you or would you handle a disagreement between your parents and your significant other? First of all, I feel like like what's the conflict like is it just like a, like what's the disagreement is it like my partner disrespected them like do my parents my parents just do not like my significant other they don't have no real reason it's just like on some mama joyce dorothy shit like he ain't got nothing yeah yeah from. that's okay. literally where it's been from okay, like okay. If your parents were just like being an asshole to your significant other for no reason you ain't gotta come around no problem you gotta come around y'all know i don't mind cutting nobody to fuck off including family including parents so it's like if you can't especially if my partner is nothing but respectful nothing but accommodating and obliging nothing but just singing your praises trying to make sure you're happy when you're visiting like and you still when he gonna get a real job when he gonna girl you ain't gotta come or nigga you ain't gotta come around him like this is my man i'm gonna stick beside him he's doing what he can he's bringing in money okay he's respectful um I don't have an issue with cutting off family members so it's like if my partner is just being respectful you know they're obliging they're accommodating my parent every time they come around they're doing nothing but being respectful and you still have something to say like oh when he gonna get a real job when he you ain't gotta come around here no more you know he's bringing in money He's taking care of us. It may not be the way you want. And like my parents, when I was talking to my dad, they're not like that. Like as long as I'm happy, it's cool. Now, as long as, you know, he's able to provide, you know, they do want him to not be no deadbeat, but like they don't be so in my, at least my mom, not no more. My mom, not no more. My dad never really was like that in my business, in my relationship business. My mom sometimes was a little bit, it was giving mama Joyce but not on that level 
because I did say something early on, like, you can't be trying to, like, these grown men, like, you're not finna, you know, trying to tell these grown men what to do, and, like, if I'm fine with it, if I'm happy, then you should be happy, so it's, like, I feel like unless my partner has some fault, I'm putting my parent in their place, and if my partner wants to speak their piece and be, like, you know, hey, miss so-and-so, you know, I feel like I'm not even given a real chance here. I just want us to have a good relationship. I love your daughter. So like, I love you. Like, let's just work this out. If they're on that type of time, then mama or dad, y'all need to get it together. Cause like, we're good here. Y'all are making it a problem when there's not a problem. So it's like, I just, I would not handle it the way Candace has handled it. I feel like she's been very passive when it comes to Dorothy and the things that she said about Chris, around Chris, about Chris. Like, girl, this your husband. Like, this your husband. I'm sorry. Can't, no, can't nobody. I'm on some Mariah shit. Can't nobody say shit about my man. Like, you not finna sit here and disrespect my man. You not. Because I know my baby got a heart of gold. And he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna hurt a fly. He, he said our people business. He don't be in no mess. You talk about Jordan if you want to like that's how I feel so it's like I just wouldn't let my mom if she's on some Dorothy shit or some Mama Joyce shit just get away with it like I'd be looking at Candy when I watch old episodes like you let Joyce just say whatever and do whatever that's my mama and she can say whatever she wants I don't care what nobody got to that's my mama man I'm like Candy please girl you look sad shut up please so I just, I don't abide by that same creed. Like I definitely believe in putting your parents in their place. You can put your parents in their place because they have one and they need to stay there. And especially when it comes to matters of the heart and your coochie and his dick, like what your parents need to be up in that. They don't need to be up in that. That's, that's off limits. Who you fucking, who you loving, as long as you're happy and they feel like you're in a place where you're happy, you're in a good relationship regardless of their personal financial requirements or whatever they got to stay out of it so for me it's just like putting your parents in in their place when they need to be put in their place and don't be afraid to do that and I think it it reflects how much respect you have for your partner when you don't you literally putting your parents before your husband your wife when you let your parents say slick shit talk about them even in front of them you know, be passive aggressive in front of them and you don't say nothing. Like you're you're not gonna do that up in this house around my man, whatever. You're not gonna do it. Period. Child, let me tell you something. Me personally, me personally, personally, I don't play that shit. I keep my parents out my fucking business so much so that my last nigga, bitch, I was almost this nigga's wife. Mm -hmm. My mama has probably interacted or seen that nigga maybe two or three times. I don't play that. I keep my parents very much out my business. Wow. And you like, you're going to get married and she only like been around two or three times? You got to know your limits with certain people and how people interact and how people maneuver. I like that. And I'm a very like private person. And especially when I'm in love or I care about somebody, I don't need somebody who has their own clouded judgment coming to try to cloud or project onto mine. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Because I've also been in a relationship with a guy where his mom was very fucking overbearing and she would do shit to try to run me off. And bitch, you don't even got a good relationship with your son. So why are you so invested in what we have going on? Mm-hmm. Because it's not for his benefit or my benefit. It's because you're miserable. Yep. And so I feel like when you know certain things like that or you know people's intention or how people maneuver, you definitely keep people out your space. And I feel like also, you know, I love my parents, but I'm also equally not that close to them. So whether or not my significant other has a relationship with my parents, it really don't matter to me. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I'm not the bitch that's like, oh, I would love to see my husband and my dad go to football games together and talk about sports. I don't give a fuck. You ain't got to ever speak to that nigga if you don't want to. I play catch with you. Because it's not, (laughs) I don't care about that. I do not. Like, I just want to be happy. And if someone, if my partner, especially if my partner is not wrong and it's just a matter of my parent being bitter or my dad trying to be overtaken, like, "Mm, this is my daughter and you're not going to like that shit or like my mom being messy or hell, any relative really being messy for no reason, trying to make somebody who I care about uncomfortable. And I got to really fuck with you to even bring you around my family for one. Mm -hmm for one because I've dated men I've talked to men and my friends don't even know you know I'm that protective over like my personal connection so if it's not a a mutual situation where like y'all know this person and y'all know like it's no need for me Mm -hmm. to bring you around it's not because like I'm ashamed or I'm trying to be sneaky like I just, I'm not somebody who really puts people in my personal business like that. So if my parent disrespected my partner, I'm with you. Like I'm gonna put them in a fucking place because it's not your fucking place or your position, especially if that person is not wrong. That person has not done anything to me and it's coming from literally your own projecting. Are you just being an asshole? I'm gonna tell you about yourself. If they need to speak their peace, I feel like if they fuck with me enough, they're not going to say some shit where it's gonna disrespect you. But I also feel like, I also deal with men who know how to handle parents. So mm-hmm. if my parents say something to you, you might not even need to come out your mouth because the way I'm a dig in their ass, exactly. you're going to be like, you're going to exactly. be behind me like, yeah. And she said what she said. And I feel like those are my parents. Like, let me do it. You know? And I feel I'm on, I'm with you on that. Like I've really, and it's not been on purpose, but like, I've just dealt with men that don't go toe to toe with my parents. You know, like they, they, when they feel a little bit offended, they let me step in because they're not trying to disrespect my mama or disrespect my dad so it's like that's when I slide in like nah like you're not being you're not gonna do that like it's not gonna go down like that so and for me I am easily offended so if you offended my partner by saying some smartest slick shit I'm gonna be the one to say it like I'm gonna get in the yeah. car we need to talk yeah like, not even that babe go outside <laughs> let me holler at you <laughs> let me holler at you but yeah, it's, it's always in private. I come from a family that is very judgmental and they are known for having things to say. So I just wouldn't even subject my partner to that. And if they come out their mouth wrong towards somebody that I'm dating, I'm going to hop on their ass to the point where my partner might be trying to defend them. Like, oh, I don't think, yeah. no, shut up. Yeah. Sh- 
shut the hell up. I don't know these people for and my that's whole happened, life. Like, it's not going to happen that way. You're not going to talk to them that way. This is somebody that I love and I care about. I'm not playing that shit with yeah. you. Yeah. Respect when my partner doesn't use those opportunities to talk bad about my parent or bash them. Because to me, that's an indicator of character. Like you have mm-hmm. good character if you're not trying to take that moment. Like the first time they come down on you or the second time, you ready to talk shit about my mom and my daddy. So I look at that too. And I think that speaks volumes about a partner's character and who they are, you know, because I feel like a good partner will try to find the good in your parent as much as they can, you know, will try to look for the good. And so my partner has definitely done that before when, you know, not the best things were said about him. Um, and that to me spoke volumes because he didn't try to get in it, but he was just like, you know, maybe they just X, Y, Z. And so that made me feel like I have a teammate. Like I have somebody who, who's here and not, none of that shit is going to make them run. You know, they're here for the long haul. So I agree with you. Definitely put your parents in a place. Sit their ass Girl. down immediately don't give a fuck and in a heartbeat we'll we'll let them know so that is it for what's tea or what yeah what's tea you guys now on Mm -hmm. to what was said sweetie and that's where we take our tweets of the week from you guys and share them with you all so I have mine if you want to go first and you definitely can I do I have (laughs) three my first one is by at Rose Chalk Glam, and it says, Juan, anytime Robin brings up getting a prenup, and it's that man turning his head in the restaurant, and oh, it's yeah. the fact that it kind of yeah. looks like, like Juan. <laughs> so uh, that's why I chose it, because it literally looks like Juan. My second one is by Alizé, the CEO. I love that. Ray, why don't you just apologize to Giselle? Chris. Oh yeah, I saw that one earlier. <laughs> like, Giselle is an old miserable bitch. Like, Chris don't owe her shit. So I thought that was funny. I did think Chris's behavior at the party was a little off after that conversation. And I feel like, okay. You're a messy bitch, I live for drama. You think Chris is a messy bitch, live for drama? I think mm-hmm. Chris don't know how to self-regulate. He don't. You know, like I like Chris, but it's like you doing too much. Like you already a white man. Like he's sassy. He real sassy. Yeah, like this is your wife's event. Like regardless of what Ray said to you, like you need to be in the kitchen when your wife giving her little speech. Like why are you outside smoking a cigar? Like it just felt like he let his emotions get the best of him. So that's why I feel like he don't really self regulate very well. It's given Justin. My last one is by at Devin underscore Marissa. Ashley locking her kids in the room so she can do TikToks. And it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Had them babies locked up while she popping and locking. Girl. That's all I got. All right, perfect. So... I'll go ahead and do that. If you want to go ahead and start putting your tweets in yeah, the draft, that works. <gasps> um, so my first tweet of the week says, Giselle is a gutter. I'm sorry. It's by, <laughs> um, it looks like 
Dal N N V or the Lim N V. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry if I'm fucking your name up, but it's D-I-L-E-M-M-V. And it says, Giselle is a gutter snipe, but she raised damn good children. She's an amazing mother. And I feel like we give Giselle hell, but baby, one thing about it, that bitch raised the hell out of them churn. Yes. She is a good mother. That is a good mother, Savannah. She's she really a good is. mother. She really is. So it's like, literally, I can give her grace for that but everything else no ma'am I can't I can't I can't I can't I can't with her like Mm -hmm. yeah she she's a piece of work my next tweet on the link is from underscore miss Leandra and it says if Robin considers Candace a little sister wouldn't you pull your little sis to the side and clarify the lie before busting out the Bluetooth speaker at dinner? And then it's this um, clip from the reunion of Duffy. And I believe that looks like Malaysia or maybe it's Angel. I can't tell, but it says you fake and you phony. And this is that. And I believe that as well. Like, I feel like if- I almost chose that one. I feel like if, I consider somebody a close friend and they say something and they piss me off either. Well, one, I'm just not no corny ass bitch. So all the fucking theatrics of bringing some shit together for somebody who I know that I have love for, but they're pissing me off in the moment. Like, I'm just not a fan of ganging up on people. And hell, to be honest, a lot of times, even when people make me feel away or something, I'm still needing to work on if I'm upset. Like, I just won't say anything at all. And I feel like for her to bring that fucking speaker there, that was some nasty, vindictive ass shit that you did to your quote unquote sister. And I just, I I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's just certain boundaries that I'm not going to cross with people who I say that I love. So if you do some shit and it pisses me off, then like, if we need to have a private conversation, we're going to have a private conversation. But what I'm never going to do is try to fucking embarrass somebody that I say that I love and care about. Like that's, that's not me at all. So that was a really good tweet of the week. Then my um, my last tweet of the week is also about Robin because we hate her here. And it is from 329 underscore ST, or I guess that's, I'm assuming that's 329 underscore street. And it says, Robin is so good at playing victim, even when she's in the wrong. I don't know why Wendy and Candace let it slide. And it's pissing me off because I'm so sick of seeing them beg this bitch for forgiveness or being so open. And maybe that's just me and a realization that like, damn, maybe I'm not evolving. But I just feel like when motherfuckers do shit and they're wrong and they try to hurt me, like I don't have no remorse for nobody that be on some fuck shit. Like God is still working on me, but baby, I ain't all the way there yet. I'm just, I'm not. I'm not all the way there yet. And I feel like, yeah, Robin and this victimhood and wanting to hold people accountable to the shit that she herself does not abide by is actually nasty and insane to me. Like, it's very disgusting. So yeah, those are my tweets of the week for this week. Um, I think we skipped the preview part. We sh- no, 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 we didn't. Oh, the take a shot. I'm all thrown all over the place. So 
for the take a shot prompts for this week we have um four well no it's three prompts right now so we want you guys to take a shot every time that Giselle tells somebody's business which means we're probably going to be fucked up before we can even get 15 minutes in if she's in any of the opening scenes we also want you to take a shot anytime Karen shades Juan and Robin's quote-unquote wedding and then we also want you guys to take a shot anytime Mia shades Jacqueline which clearly we see there's going to be a lot of shit going on within this week Mm. so girl bless oh Jesus bottoms up so you so right about if Giselle in the opening scenes because she has nothing else to give it's always somebody else's business damn her whole storyline is somebody else could you imagine if she had to be on this show by herself how the show would drop rating she's one of those people who can't have a spinoff she can't because there's there's nothing going on in her life she has to be at all group where there's things happening because her life is uneventful at all she's a miserable bitch who has nothing going for herself at all it's sad so that's it you guys thank you guys so much for listening don't forget to leave us a review on apple Podcasts as well as spotify also don't forget to go to our website to purchase the merch we appreciate you guys so much for all your love and support we can't wait to see the order start rolling in and yeah you have any other closing notes for them do we I get don't, another we review update y'all. or anything no that shit's been in my head all day being on tiktok <laughs> i just opened up tiktok i'm sorry but no i don't have anything else for the people thank y'all so much for listening we love y'all all right y'all we love you guys bye bye <laughs>